the historic seat of the Taliban's power is a major blow to the group as it tries to assert itself as Afghanistan's rulers. Dozens have been killed in this attack. Thousands of workers are on strike across the U.S. More plan to go on strike. CBS News correspondent Jonathan Vigliotti. I work sometimes 80 hours a week. Amy Thurlow is a writer's assistant in Hollywood, a job that makes just over state minimum wage. She's also a member of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, or IATSE, a union with around 60,000 of some of the most... Fever is the number one COVID symptom, so be safe with an accurate thermometer. Only exergen is proven accurate in more than 100 studies. Learn more at exergen.com. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Fall savings inside the Home Depot means something different once you get out there and do it. For example, in here, it's a wide selection of Samsung laundry appliances. But out there, it's your home running like a well-oiled machine. Order in-store or use one-click bundling when you order online or in the Home Depot app. And enjoy even more savings on Samsung laundry units with free and flexible delivery on orders of $396 or more at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last about September 30th through October 20th. Britain's Queen Elizabeth has been overheard criticizing world leaders over an action on climate change. More from CBS's Elaine Cobb. In an off-mic moment, Queen Elizabeth was overheard telling Prince Charles's wife Camilla that she still doesn't know which world leaders will be at the COP26 climate conference in Scotland. In a barely audible remark, she says it's irritating when people talk but don't do. COP26 takes place at the end of this month. President Biden is one of the leaders who has confirmed he'll be there. Elaine Cobb, CBS News. Also confirming former President Obama will attend. About half the main road through Alaska's Denali National Park and Preserve will remain closed next year. As crews try to address a long-standing problem of landslides, park officials blame climate change and say it has made the challenge too difficult to overcome with short-term solutions. Authorities considering a permanent bridge. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped below 3%, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big. You could lower your monthly payment and prepare yourself for a better financial future. But you've got to act now. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe. Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress. 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Come one, come all to the 171st Fairfield County Fair. Today's Homecoming Day, Performance Cadillac GMC Day, and South Central Power Day. Power Wheel Derby at the Grandstand at 710, with the Auto Demolition Derby to follow shortly after. Tomorrow is Roundup Day and Matt Taylor Kia Day. The Power Wheel Derby and the Auto Demolition Derby are also happening at the same time and same place as today. Admission to the fair is free for anyone nine years or under, ten and up for $7. It's a Fairfield County Fair October 10th through the 16th at 157 East Fair Ave in Lancaster, Ohio. 
King Ace Hardware in Middleport, Ohio is proud to carry Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines. Joanna has partnered with Kills to create a premium paint line and a coordinated color palette that makes creating classic looks simple. And with its hardworking durability and stain resistance, you can protect the value that you create. So to start turning your vision into a reality, come talk to the helpful folks at King Ace Hardware in Middleport. Do you want to make improvements to your business or facility and don't know where to begin? Let us, VSWC Architects, assist you to make your building into something unique and special. We design to provide you with an efficient facility, enhanced curb appeal, and the best value for your money. Call me, Trent DeBruin, in Athens, Ohio, at 740-541-9725. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's really not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. Show. It's really, <laughs> I don't know. Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Bronies is your home for all football games, college, and professional. If it's on television, they've got it. Don't miss the game or daily food and drink specials like $1 tacos on Tuesday, $3 loaded nachos on Sunday, just in time for kickoff, and of course, 75 cent wing night on Wednesdays. After you cheer on the Bulldogs to another victory, come celebrate at Bronies. Bronies Alumni Bar and Grill, spirits and mouth-watering food. 7 West Carpenter Street in Athens. Hey, it's Boots. We dedicate the hour to trip away from teen driving safety to insurance to dodging those deer. Check it out. That's AutoSmart's Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. 2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to try Nitro Tech for another. That's right, we headed out to Nitro, West Virginia. We're playing uh, TNT this week, and boy, howdy, I'm telling you, we got to get all the fans interested in making a road trip because I guarantee any fans what goes to this ball game is going to have a blast. Coach, a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday, getting ready for the football game with TNT. Well, that's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the part of the coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at uh, the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium. What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy? Well, we're all fired up. I, mean, I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We done issued bayonets to all the boys, and we done showed them John Wayne movies all last night. So you think your game preparation has the team ready to pick up their first win of the season this week? Well, that's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We, I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special team. So I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game. We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is brought to you by this. It helps you stay active. It improves your overall health. It can also improve your blood pressure, heart health, weight management, protect against many chronic diseases, improve your memory and brain function, combat cancer-related fatigue, reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, improve joint pain and stiffness, 
and increase your lifespan. What is it? A doctor's appointment. Exercise. Oh. Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team? Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play. And, uh, and uh, not only that, uh, it, it's got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to their coach, uh, Coach Credlow. Crosshair Credlow, you know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW-2. You know, no, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW-2, and, and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions, and the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a feller named of, uh, Dump, M.O. Dump, Captain Dump, and he was a real fond of that boy Credlow, and uh, when it come time for Coach Credlow to start coaching over the TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all of his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him. So now they play in the ammo dump. Coach, we're running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do. Well, you know, you'd think a feller that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named Bombs Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back named uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers. Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, Coach. No big deal. Our boy's been bouncing off running backs for years now. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Dabba dabba do. You're keeping good company with W-A-T-H. 82 are high today. We're expecting some thunderstorms as well. But now get this. Tomorrow the high. 64. Sunday, the high is 64. Monday, 68. It would seem fall has finally arrived. It's a Friday. It's a free-for-all. It's a yabba dabba do. Scott, I <coughs> excuse me. Well, that's not the way to start. I thought our uh, Rabbi Friedman was the most interesting show yesterday, and I I, I hope we'll uh, get him back another time or two. Um, you know this whole thing of personal relationships, lifelong relationships. You know, it's not easy. You got to put some work into it. And you got to understand one another. And um, I thought he was helpful. Anyway, good morning. Um, so that was yesterday. Today, a free for all, though. Today, we do all our normal stuff as we wrap up the week and um, we'll do some sports uh, update and that sort of thing. Um,. As uh, any day in the book uh, is a this and that. So here we go. Today is National Bosses Day. Okay. It's National Shawarma Day. National Grouch Day. <laughs> I have to laugh at that one. Okay. The grouch is good a national day. Well, why, why well, shouldn't do- I? <laughs> no. Um, what defines a grouch? Well, what defines a shawarma? Uh, you know? Yeah. I, uh, we'll, we'll come back to some of these. Okay, so National Grouch Day. National I Love Lucy Day. White Cane Safety Day. 
National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Remembrance Day. Ah, that's difficult. Yeah. National Cheese Curd Day. I, okay, let's see here. This word is, is National Aesthetician. Yeah, aesthetics. Like how something looks, the surroundings. The aesthetics of something. Okay. National Mammography Day, and not to be least or last, but National Latino AIDS Awareness Day. Okay. Let's uh, let's make sure we've got a couple of these. National Shawarma Day. What is shawarma? Let's see what we can conjure up here. I know it's a food. It is a Middle Eastern rotisserie method of cooking meats, such as lamb, chicken, and beef, and the dishes it makes. Uh, it's come back to me now. I have known of it in the past, and it is worth enjoying, I might add, folks. Okay. Looks Na- good. National White Cane Safety Day. Are they speaking of blind people who carry a white cane? One might presume that. So, with that, um, National White Cane Safety Day annually celebrates the achievements of people who are blind or visually impaired. The day marks the importance of recognizing the white cane. The white cane is not only a tool, it also represents the independence of those who are blind worldwide. Mercy, who's our good friend? Um... J.W. J.W. There is nothing that uh, holds him back from participating in anything he chooses. And, you know, yes, we all help him. uh, But he doesn't require it. We just do it because we care for him. Um, And then there's others who have blindness who are scared to do anything like they might fall or they might you know what I mean I um, I think J.W. is remarkable in, he knows his way around in, here very in, well in many ways yes okay so we've hit that group pretty well let's see historical events on this day the year 1581 commissioned by Catherine de Medici, the first ballet, Ballet Comique de la Reine, is staged in Paris. Hmm. 1582, just a year later, the Gregorian calendar introduced in Spain, Portugal, and pontifical states after skipping 10 days after October 4th to sync the calendar. Jumping ahead uh, almost 300 years to the year 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte arrives on the island of St. Helena to begin his exile. 1969, the Vietnam Moratorium Day. Let me get this right. 1969, Vietnam Moratorium Day. Millions nationwide protest the war. 1993, Nelson Mandela and South African President um, F.W. De Klerk, De Klerk, right? Yep. Awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. So those are some of those sort of things. Now we, of course, have some birthdays, some de- some deaths to recognize. Um, let's see here. After we do this, I want to go back to a couple national days that I had on a list that I don't know if you did, but let's do the birthdays. Okay. Akbar. Um, Spelling? A-K-B-A-R. Born in 1542, died in 1605. 
popular known as Akbar the Great and also as Akbar the First, was the third Mughal em- emperor who reigned from, <clears throat> excuse me, 1556 to 1605. And he uh, helped another young emperor expand and consolidate Mughal domains in India. Another one even farther back. Timur Khan. K-H-A-N, the first name T-E-M-U-R. Now, um, born in 1265, died in 1307. 1265, is it T-E? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a T-I coming up. Let's try Timur. T-E. Here we go. Also known by the temple name, Shang was the second emperor of the Yuan dynasty of China. <clears throat> Excuse me, rolling from 1294 to 1307. Even farther back to 70 B.C. And dying in 19 B.C. Didn't have a very long life, like 41 years or something. I guess 51. Um, Virgil. V-I-R-G-I-L. Virgil was a, (laughs) usually called Virgil or Virgil in English. (laughs) So which one you want? Virgil or Virgil? That's what it says. Was an ancient Roman poet of the Augustan period. He composed three of the most famous poems in Latin literature, the Eclogues, the Georgics, and the epic Ionide. Ionid. Okay, and the last person. Way to go, Virgil. And the most recent, I might add. Lived from 1844 to 1900, Frederick. Nietzsche, N-I-E-T-Z-S-C-H-E. And this one I know a little bit more about than most. Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche was a German philosopher, cultural critic, composer, poet, writer, and philologist. Philologist. Spell. P-H-I-L-O-L-O. Just. Philologist. Philologist, yes. Whose work has exerted a profound influence on modern intellectual history. He began his career as a classical philologist before turning to philosophy. I was just about to link that up. Philosophy. Um, Because it's easier to say. No, I don't know. Well. (laughs) All right. <clears throat> now, some famous deaths, two-dimension. Two Matahari. Interesting-looking woman. I have a photograph here. Um, 1876 to 1917. Margarita Gertrude McLeod, better known by the stage name Matahari, was a Dutch exotic dancer and courtesan who was convicted of being a spy for Germany during World War One. Many people still believe she was innocent and condemned only because the French army needed a scapegoat. And the last person for today is uh, Hermann Gehring, right? Yeah. Uh, G-O-E-R I-N-G. German uh, officer, war officer. Yes, German politician, military leader, and convicted war criminal. He was one of the most powerful figures in the Nazi party, which ruled Germany from 1933 to 1945. He was a veteran of World War I and was a fighter pilot ace. And uh, I think he was most responsible for developing the German Luftwaffe, which basically was the German... Air Force. Air Force, yes. 
and he was convicted at the Nuremberg trials and sentenced to death in uh, three days, I believe, before his scheduled execution. He committed suicide by poisoning himself. Well, his years of life, he was born in 1893. He died in 1946. All right. <clears throat> well, we've done that for the day. Yes. Now, if we can go back to a couple national days here, uh, that National Aesthetician Day, you know, aesthetics goes with looking nice, the surroundings or whatever, but also shines a spotlight on skin care professionals. So, therefore, it has a, a kind of an additional meaning there, too. So, they rejuvenate and polish the most sensitive skin. So, I wanted to get that in there, too, in case someone might have been listening. You know, they do things like moisturizing treatments, facials, hair remover, aromatherapy, body scrubs, all that skin stuff, you know. And there was another one on here. It's also I Love Lucy Day. Yes, I had that You one. did? Yeah. Did you have National Mammography Day? I think so. Okay. I know we had Grouch Day. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I were, must not have caught those then. We did have I Love Lucy. We did not have the one you just mentioned. National Mammography Day. No, no, no. The one you had some detail. Oh, aesthetician. Okay. Yes. Well, <coughs> let's see here. Important, you know, health-related items there for... Breast cancer awareness. Um, just some interesting points, and these all aren't specifically on this date, but they're within a day or two. Um, October 14th, 2021. Make sure I get this right here. Okay, so on October 14th, 1982, our president at the time, which was Ronald Reagan, proclaims war on drugs. U.S. officials resolved to put an end to rampant drug use, or rather drug abuse, the war on drugs resulted in a dramatic increase in the number of people incarcerated for drug-related offenses. Today's the 15th, right? Yes. What about October 13th? Well, we go back to the year 2010. We have the Copilapo mining accident that had occurred in Chile and it was on this date of October 13th two days ago that um, um, that came to a happy end frankly as all 37 miners arrive at the surface after surviving a record 69 days underground think of that no serious casualties. Incredible. Let's see. How many of these should I do? Oh, October 11th celebrates um, the founding of Saturday Night Live, which was 1975. Lauren Green, Lauren Michaels, excuse me, Lauren Michaels. Um, Lauren Green was uh, Bonanza, right? Yep. <laughs> Pretty close. Not really. <laughs> exactly. Um, <coughs> anyway, uh, it premiered on this date of October 11th, 1975. It's still uh, a show that my wife and I enjoy. Um. By the way, do you recall who the first host was? On Saturday Night Live? Yeah. 
I bet uh, you do. Yeah, but I can't think of it. Well, George Carlin. Yes. As soon as you said George, I was like, yep, Carlin. Yep. Funny, yeah. funny guy. The hippy-dippy weatherman is one of the funniest ones I've seen him do. Remember that skit? Yes. Today's weather forecast, blues in the north, yellows in the midwest, and red in the south. <laughs> Let's um, take a moment and update, to, just on the local basis, the um, COVID numbers. So we'll do Ohio and we'll do Athens. And then I have another story here somewhere. Oops, there goes my phone. Okay. I've misplaced something. Oh, here it is. No, no, I'm no, no, I'm, I'm all set now. By the way, how many of those monster donuts from uh, for um, Four Mile Bakery Bakery did you eat this morning? Zero. You're kidding. I haven't had time. I've been in here all morning. I've been uh, working, man, <laughs> doing a show. How many did you knock down? One. One. I saw that plate there, and I thought, good night. Oh. He must have really went to work on that one. Well, you were absent for a while during the news and stuff. Yeah, about 39 seconds, yes. <laughs> That's all it takes for me. <laughs> um, they are delicious, though. They are. I'm going to get after one here in a little while. Folks, uh, we're pleased to have as a sponsor Four Mile Bakery. Yes. Sean Rich and Dollar and is the owner there. He and his wife. Yes, he is white. Uh, that it is amazing the things they make. But uh, these donuts, we've told you about them over and over. You could <laughs> wear them as a crown on your head. They're so big. <laughs> or a bracelet. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's easily done. Yes. Um. But more importantly, is they taste good. They taste great. Mm. Yes, they so, do. So I. I had one this morning just before we took to the show. Okay, back to business here. <laughs> um, there, there's our foodie segment. <coughs> foodie segment, excuse me. State of Ohio. Let me get my act together here. Okay, the state of Ohio has had a total of one no, no, we'll do it exact. 1,485,414 cases. When you look at the total state's population, that's 12.7% of its residents have had COVID. Now, at the present time, only 8% of that total number are active cases. So I'll just give you the number, 124,911. Of that, 9,780 are in a an, an hospital intensive care environment. 66,810 are in the hospital but not in intensive care. And the difference between that are people recovering at home. Now as of this morning, one million 360,503 have recovered. Now the, the downside is 23,021 have died. 
This is in Ohio. Uh, there have been no deaths for a couple of days. Um, boom, 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 boom. Okay. By the way, the median age, I don't know if I've mentioned this recently, has now dropped to 39. There were 5,043 new cases just yesterday. The day before, 5,648. Now, what about Athens? <clears throat> so, uh, where the state has had 12.7% of its residents develop it, here in Athens, we're at 11.6%. So, 7,000 627 people have had COVID in Athens County since this all began, which was March 7th of, 19, of, of 2020. Excuse me, I almost said 1920. Now, two hundred and sixty-seven people are currently hospitalized in our county because of COVID. 7,042 or 92% of the cases that have developed are now cured. And maybe cured isn't the right word, but they're over it. We've had 71 deaths. That's less than 1% of our population. Um, did I talk about state vaccinations, do you recall? Um, I don't recall. I, I can repeat it. Yeah. <clears throat> if I did. What about vaccinations? In the state of Ohio... 54.66% of its population have now been vaccinated. There are other states with higher rates, but 54.66 is, I'm going to say, somewhat average among the states. Athens County, 47.68%. So 31,150 people among our 65,332 population have been vaccinated. I still just, um, how do I want to put it, marvel. I guess marvel is okay. And people's fear and reluctance about being vaccinated. Now, we're, we're, we're doing okay down here. If, if our numbers were just like the state, I'm talking about cases we would have had 675 more cases than we presently do. So, folks, in terms of not spreading it to one another, keep up the good work. Evidently, the masking and things like that are being paid attention to. But 
but we sure could make things a touch better, maybe a whole bunch better. If you could get over your fears about the vaccine. All right, that's all I got. Now, I did bring in a report on the same general topic, that is, safest states during COVID-19 as of yesterday. As the U.S. continues its efforts to overcome the COVID-19 pandemic amid a surge of cases caused by variant strains, staying safe is one of Americans' um, top concerns, right? Safety is also essential for getting the economy, economy back on track. As the lower COVID-19 transmission and deaths are in a state, the fewer restrictions there will be and the more confidence people will have to shop in person. While almost all states have fully reopened, we'll only be able to completely get back to normal life as normal as normal once most of the population is fully vaccinated against coronavirus. The good news is that the U.S. is picking up speed with vaccination and in and around, as I told you before, 57% of the nation's population has been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 as of well, this, uh, uh, this writer, as of October 12th. Now, some states are already safer than others, though, based on how well they have kept the pandemic under control and how much they are vaccinating. So in order to find out the safest states during the COVID-19 pandemic, we compared the 50 states and the District of Columbia across five key metrics. Well, what are those? Our data set includes the rates of COVID-19 transmission, positive testing, hospitalizations, and finally death as well as the share of eligible population getting vac vaccinated. So this is by state. Yeah, I hate to put you on the spot, Scott, but you, you know. But you're going to anyway. Yeah, I'm going to anyway, right. Let's see, my pages don't look right. Let me get them in order again. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> you want to care where Ohio ranks? Not care. Do you want to guess? Of course where? I want to care. Yes, <laughs> I, I realize that was bad. Do you care to guess where Ohio ranks? Um, I'm going to go right in the middle again. Close, I'll say 20. Okay, now we often appear in the middles. Yes, we do. Eh, not true this time. We are 47th. So we're, we're not doing well. And when I read you the, the next four... Well, okay. So Ohio is 47th. Montana is 48th. Wyoming is 49th. <laughs> West Virginia, 50th. And Idaho, 51st. I find that a little bit embarrassing, frankly. It's a little disappointing. Yep. Now let's talk about uh, the good guys, right? Who do you think's at the top? Vermont. Okay, Vermont is eighth, so you're in the right zone. Number one is Connecticut. 
followed by Massachusetts, California third, Rhode Island fourth, the District of Columbia fifth, Hawaii sixth, Illinois seventh, and as you mentioned, Vermont eighth. Let's just take a couple more. New Jersey nine, Florida ten, New York State eleven. Any anyone missing you want to ask about? Uh, let's see. Well, we usually go to our neighbor states. You already did West Virginia. Yep. So Kentucky is 41st. If we go... Um, Indiana. Indiana. PA, Michigan. Yeah. Indiana is 42nd. Uh, you said Michigan is 31st. Pennsylvania is 19th. And I think we did Kentucky and West Virginia. Okay. Well, I just... um, Make of it what you will. But, uh, let's see here. Do I have some other interesting things here? Oh, I see a caller trying to ring in. Okay, let's do that first. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. Hi. (laughs) Hey, talking about that COVID, I I heard read a report (laughs) that that booster shot, you could die within a year to five years after taking it. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what the report said. Was uh, What report was this? It was on YouTube. Oh. I can't, yeah, I can't there. Remember. You know, I like uh, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's a real respectable. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. Um, okay, but uh, did they did were they more specific? Like which one they thought that might be? No, they just said the booster shot. So I don't know which which one they're talking about. Which I've had on March twenty eighth. I had my you know, Johnson and Johnson, the one and done. And but yeah, you know, Johnson, they, Johnson and Johnson is preparing a booster. Well, I don't know. I just you, okay. you don't know. You hear so much stuff. You don't know what to believe anymore. Well, I'll tell you this: that my former daughter-in-law is the head of the whole thing for Johnson and Johnson. Oh, cool. So. um well, that'd be a reliable source from you, <laughs> for you. <laughs> as as sources go, you can't do much better. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay. Well, I anyway, gotta... um, I I had the Pfizer, and I had the, you know, the the first one, and then the second one three weeks later, and then just recently the booster. Okay. And. Um, I don't think you will find too many true scientific minds that are going to agree with what was said on, um, what would you call it? YouTube. YouTube, yeah. One thing good about it, they got the football, like college football. They'll put the games, you know, condense them. Okay. And I love watching, I, I re-watch Ohio State-Michigan when... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Don. <laughs> well, but anyway, thank you. All right, y'all have a great weekend. Okay, likewise, man. See you, Don. No, bye bye. Okay, let's see here what we got. About nine minutes. Um. <clears throat> okay, let's talk about uh, highest vaccination rate and lowest. Hawaii, Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, and Rhode Island have the best vaccination rates. The lowest, Louisiana, North Dakota, Mississippi, Wyoming, and at the very bottom, West Virginia. Okay, lowest positive testing rate. Massachusetts, District of Columbia, Connecticut, Illinois, California. What about highest positive testing rates. Iowa, Oklahoma, Montana, Idaho, and South Dakota. 
Best state versus worst state. I think we already did that. Well, this is in hospitalizations. Okay. So uh, Rhode Island had the fewest hospitalizations, followed by Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut, and Hawaii, the states with the highest hospitalization rates. Idaho, Kentucky, Wyoming, West Virginia, Montana. What about death rates? Lowest death rate, Alabama, followed by California, Connecticut, Missouri, and District of Columbia. The highest death, death rates, South Carolina, Georgia, Wyoming, Idaho, West Virginia. Lowest transmission rate, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, Hawaii. Highest, worst states with uh, transmission rates, Alaska, Colorado, New York, Vermont, Idaho, Michigan. That finishes that report. Well, Johnson & Johnson, as I said, uh, or as really... Um, um, oh, suddenly I have a blank here, Scott. The one-and-done shot, Johnson Johnson? Our caller a moment ago, Don. Oh, about YouTube? The, about the booster shot? Well, okay. J um, the New York Times says... Uh, when an FDA panel meets today about the Johnson & Johnson booster shots, they say an elephant will be in the room. wonder what they mean by that. Let's turn the page. Science versus bureaucracy. For the 15 million Americans who have received the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine... The confusing messages from the federal government just keep coming. An FDA advisory panel is scheduled to vote today on whether the J&J &J recipients should receive a booster shot. So that's this is kind of folding in except from a more, what would you call it, respectable report uh, on the point that um, YouTube evidently was making. Going on, but the panel is not likely to vote on what seems to be the most relevant question. Should the booster shot come from one of the other vaccines, that being Pfizer's or Moderna's, which is known as mRNA vaccines rather than the follow-up to the J&J &J shot? The scientific evidence increasingly suggests that the answer is yes. Still, the FDA panel seems likely to duck the question and rule only on whether J&J &J recipients should receive a J&J &J booster. Interesting. It is the latest example of a recurring COVID problem. Again and again. Government officials have chosen to follow pre-existing bureaucratic procedures, even when doing so has led to widespread public confusion and counterproductive behavior. Wow. Officials often defend this approach by saying they merely follow the science. But that's not quite accurate. When there is a conflict between scientific evidence and bureaucratic protocols, science often takes a back seat. Well, anyway, last month, um, this newsletter published a guide to whether J&J &J recipients should follow the mix and match approach 
or stay straightly with the line. And now the current feelings have changed even a little bit stronger to mixing it up. National Institutes of Health, which is part of the federal government, released a study comparing the antibody level antibody levels in J and J recipients who had received a J and J booster with those that had received an mRNA booster, which means both either Moderna or Pfizer the antibody levels were higher. Uh, those that are critical of the study say it did not evolve, involve enough people or a long enough time frame to be definitive. But nevertheless, many experts consider it to be significant. This is just what we need, isn't it? Yes. Sarcastically said. Folks, if you'd like to read more on the topic, it's in the New York Times this morning, or the morning report for today. Scott, we got uh, less than a minute. Sports. Sports. <clears throat> We're away. Football, right? Yes, the Bobcats play tomorrow at noon against the State University of New York at Buffalo. We call them UB here, University of Buffalo. Kickoff at noon, pregame at 11 on our sister station, Power 105, the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats football and basketball radio network. We have a whole host of high school games being offered tonight. Big game in Nelsonville, Vinton County, and Nelsonville, both undefeated in TVC play. It could be the battle for the championship of the division. I believe it's the uh, Ohio division, anyway. Okay. Big game. Uh, that's the county game of the week on Power 105. And the Athens Bulldogs travel to River Valley. 7 p.m. kickoff for both. All right, folks, have a marvelous weekend. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. Former President Bill Clinton is hospitalized in California, where he is recovering from a non-COVID-related infection. CBS's Dr. John LaPook has more on Mr. Clinton's condition. It's very reassuring that the infection is reportedly responding to antibiotics. And next steps will likely include a plan to try to determine the cause of the infection and prevent it from happening again. An FDA panel has now recommended boosters for millions of Americans for both Moderna and Pfizer. CBS's Weijia Jiang says the White House is encouraged. President Biden says he expects a final decision from the FDA and the CDC on the Moderna and Johnson and Johnson booster in the next couple weeks. The FDA panel, meanwhile, is considering Johnson and Johnson boosters today. A violent attack against a member of the British Parliament. The BBC's Peter Walker. So David Amos, the MP for South End West has been stabbed by a man who walked into his constituency office. The lawmaker treated at the scene, a suspect has been arrested. More than 10,000 John Deere workers are on the picket line. Around 1,400 Kellogg's employees have been on strike for nearly two weeks. And now a possible strike in Hollywood. We're talking about people who love their work. IATSE President Matthew Loeb says his members are asking for better pay and quality of life, like a guarantee of 10 hours between shifts. CBS News correspondent Jonathan Vigliotti. The White House announces it will lift travel restrictions for fully vaccinated international travelers. That move will go into effect on November 8th. In Italy, protests are spreading where a health pass is now mandatory for all workers, and the workers don't like it. There have been protests against vaccine mandates previously in Italy. 
Criminal charges may soon be recommended against former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, who has defied a subpoena to testify before a select committee on the January 6th insurrection. Bannon's attorney said his client will not be producing documents or testifying until the committee reaches an agreement with former President Trump over the scope of executive privilege. That's CBS's Nicole Killian. Retail sales rose 0.7% in September from a month before. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger tells us what was behind those numbers. Part of the increase is due to higher prices. This week, the government reported that inflation was up by 5.4% annually, and because retail sales aren't adjusted for inflation, they too have increased. At last check, 